0: neighbors to another episode of the Praise and Broship podcast, where two deconstructed best friends deconstruct praise and worship music in other forms of Christian and secular media. As former praise and worship musicians, we'll do our best to bring unique, lighthearted, and hopefully insightful conversations to you every week. My name is CJ, and I'm in Louisiana, and I'm joined by my best friend, Luke, over in Florida. How you doing, man? Hello. Uh, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm uh, I'm okay, man. So, we'll get into our first segment, which is just checking in with each other real quick. That segment's called, How's Your Walk? Luke, how's your walk been?
1: Well, so, I live in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And so, this is... Pretty topical, yet we don't we don't typically like to get too topical on this uh, on this show. But uh, yeah, a uh, pretty bad hurricane hit hit Florida this past week, which is why we're recording way later than we normally do. The... <laughs> yes, we are. But uh, but yeah, we we were actually extremely fortunate. We actually never even lost power. Uh, we did lose internet for a few days, which just came back. Um, just an hour and a half ago or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode, but uh, just to talk about what we went through it again, it wasn't that bad for us uh, further South in Florida. It was really mm-hmm. bad. Um, But, but yeah, we one one thing uh, we did lose several sections of our fence of our wooden right. fence. They got, it got knocked down uh, and there was, <laughs> There was a point uh where one section of the fence that I knew was going to get knocked over if we got a bad storm. Uh I went out there and ratchet strapped uh it up whenever I noticed it was leaning more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was out in pretty heavy winds. I can't say how fast the winds were, but it felt like I was uh, you know, on a ship at sea in a storm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh I I I you know, strapped the fence back to the post uh and then i noticed a few minutes later that uh that strap was slipping and so i just took my drill and screwed uh, several screws into the strap into the post and screwed a board across one of the other weak points of the of the fence and it held up uh. and then <laughs> we lost we lost like six other sections of fence that i didn't realize were going to fall over so <laughs> yeah but uh, overall everything's good um we we watched some DVDs because we didn't have internet, but yeah, I really, I can't complain. We got really lucky if it, if it had stayed on its northernly projection, it would have been a lot worse for us. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say if you want to help in any way with it, I mean, you can Google how to, how to help and donate or volunteer to the efforts. I know Red Cross, uh, other than that, yeah, just nothing Nothing out of the ordinary, but that was, I, I was nervous for a bit. You know, this is the first time we've gone through a hurricane in, in our in our house that we've been in for just three years. It's an old house. It survived a lot, but yeah, we made it through. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I, uh, just talking
0: on the hurricane real quick, I have some friends and some colleagues that live further south than you in Fort Myers, Cape Coral area. Ooh. And yeah, it, it's bad down there, man. All the all of them, they fared pretty well. Their houses took a little damage, but nothing major, from what I could see. But so many people lost so much, and like Luke said, mm-hmm. if there's any way that you can help, you don't have to go there and and serve. You can serve where you are by spreading awareness that people have lost so much, donating your your money if if you're able to do that financially, and and you know just creating awareness because i think the the news and the headlines are just so packed with other stuff and just uh, stuff that doesn't need to really be addressed right now
1: yeah they they hit a lot of things that are that are highlights that that sell ads but they don't necessarily get into really how actual people are affected by it. It,
0: it was devastating and yeah. Over here in Louisiana, we've I'm well versed in in hurricanes and uh, yeah. you know, we've we've had some scary times here as well. So, uh, I'm glad you're safe, man. I'm glad you guys fared well. Yeah, uh, we got <laughs> And and those of you who might yeah. be listening we got really in lucky. some of those really really devastated areas, we we're we're thinking about you. We're donating. We're we're doing everything that we can on our end and uh we just hope that you guys come out of it better and stronger than you were before. So, yeah. And that's all I really want to say in How's Your Walk.
1: Like I said, I just got internet back uh, very recently within, like I said, within an hour and a half. So I wasn't able to get a lot of my research done uh, and I had some research done. It would just would have been too complicated for me to do a recording without internet. And so we had planned to do kind of a a mini sode uh, and just kind of, you know, do something a little bit out of the ordinary as far as our structure. But now that I have internet, I could have done it, but it just was too last minute for, for us to actually do to deviate from what we had planned. So this week, CJ, it is your turn to choose a Christian or praise and worship song. So what do you have for us? So the song that I chose, and I've
0: had this song for a while, but I was holding on to it until we got into the spooky month that is October. And so I wanted to do this song. It is by an artist named Brandon Lake. And the song is called
1: Hmm. I Need
0: a Ghost.
1: Oh, all right. <laughs> I do not know this artist or song. So, we are going to take a listen to Brandon Lake, I Need a Ghost. Did I get that right? Yeah. All right. So, we will meet you back here in just a few.
0: All right, neighbors, welcome back. You just listened to I Need a Ghost by Brandon Lake. Luke, what did you think about it, man?
1: It honestly it sounded good uh because it sounded like pop songs from 10 to 12 years ago. Like, it, it, my immediately what came to my mind was, uh, like, Imagine Dragons, Radioactive.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it just kind of has that power, like, that modern power ballad, mm-hmm. kind of soulful tone to it. And the lyrics aren't terrible. Uh, I do have some issues with them, but if you're just listening to it as a song, I almost don't think a non-Christian would even notice until, like, their second or third listen through Unless they're like consciously paying attention to the lyrics, like it's not bad. I just I don't know. It seems like again another another instance of Christian music imitating pop culture, and I guess it's not that that's not necessarily a bad thing because music as a whole comes in trends. Sure, but I don't know. I I, this is this is something that I'm gonna have to think about for a while because this song is it sounds good. It 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 resonates. uh, Yes, musically, but and. Yeah, right. oh, and you go
0: I, Well, I, th- I you you really took that talking point though Because, and, and let's just get it out of the way now and, and talk about the positive things Because his voice is absolutely incredible
1: Yes, absolutely
0: r- I mean, he's got a ridiculous voice The production on the song And, and really the song structure is sound I really like mm-hmm. the structure of this song I like the chord structure of this song a lot
1: Well, it works because it's worked in pop music Correct.
0: Yeah, it's look, it's nothing new. And you mentioned Imagine Dragons, which I mean, the first note of this song, I was like, whoa. (laughs) And then when it gets to that breakdown after the choruses, it's very, I mean, it's like Imagine Dragons. Look, I'm not an Imagine Dragons fan. I understand why they're popular. And I Mm -hmm. get why people gravitate toward their sound. And and in the grand scheme of things, they are one of the more refreshing things to hear on pop radio, but I'm not a big fan of their sound. If their music comes on, if I happen to be listening to a pop station, I will change the station. Um, I just, mm. I really, they're just not for me. But yeah. so production wise here, the vocal performance, the chord structure, all of these things work really, really well. And yeah, I I like the song. I think the song is... From a music, from a musician's standpoint, it's really solid. Uh yeah. This guy, Brandon Lake, he doesn't do songs like this. This was kind of that just a song that he wanted to try out. He actually said that he wrote it in his car without music, just singing the melody. And which I can really appreciate. I love whenever I can find a tune to some lyrics and some ideas that I have without touching a guitar or a piano. It's, it's a really cool, Experience it, it, for any of you out there who are maybe into songwriting or dabbling in songwriting—that is such an amazing feeling. Or if you wake up from a dream and in the dream you were humming a tune and you're trying to recreate that tune to see if it was an established song or if it's just something that you thought up—it's a really exciting thing and it's it's a lot of fun to to write songs that way. I've only written a couple that way, but it's it's really fun now. <laughs> Let's get to some of the issues with the lyrics. Uh, what stands out to you in this song, Luke, from from a lyrical standpoint?
1: Well, the the first thing that I wrote down was when he said, uh, "When I ask, I'll receive it." I mean, you you don't you don't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, like I've, <laughs> I've I've this is one of the things that that started my deconstruction was the idea that you ask god for something and you expect it to happen because you asked sincerely and then it doesn't and so it's like oh well that was god's will okay well then what was the point of asking <laughs> god's not a vending machine that you put prayer tokens in and get what you want so to for the the absolute hubris to say that when i ask i'll receive it like no i don't i don't believe you because my personal experience says that that's not true. Sometimes it'll happen, and then your brain tells you, "Oh, that was God." And then sometimes it won't happen, and your brain tells you, "Well, God knows better." It's like it's it's absolutely confirmation bias. I I, I say this all the time, and it seems like the 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 Christian worldview is all about confirmation bias. And I don't, <laughs> I just cannot. I can't abide that. I cannot let like no, you're you're. It's absolutely false. It's just false.
0: That whole pre-chorus is, is a roller coaster in three lines, right? Okay, here it is. I know when I ask, I'll receive it, because you're not a God who withholds. Mm. I hear you say, just believe me. So why would God say, look, just trust me. Trust me. I'm going to yeah. give you what you need. That that seems really shallow. It It kind of takes you on this ride of... I, God is going to meet my needs, which I can get behind. I can get behind that, yes, but what are you asking for exactly what, what is it that you're asking for? if you're asking for the Holy Ghost, then fine, right he's you're gonna receive that it, that that's that's a biblical thing if you ask for God to come into your heart and all of these other uh, phrases and stuff that you hear a lot. Then then that's going to happen. So if that's what he's asking for here, then that's one thing. But I'm not so sure that that's what he's getting at. And yeah, I just that 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 whole pre-chorus at the beginning, that first pre-chorus just really stood out to me <laughs> uh, from from the standpoint of I mean, will he Will you receive it, though? I mean, will you really? What are you asking for? It matters what you ask for. Because I think that a lot of mature Christians, they understand that you are not going to receive the desires of your heart 100% of the time, right? They're, they're, They're not under any kind of misconception that you'll receive everything that you ask for. But you're not a God who withholds? Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, I mean, biblically, God withholds. So (laughs) Lucille Bluth is the opposite of God here. (laughs) The uh, Arrested Development, for those of you who don't know, it's in season one. It's uh, really early on. And uh Michael is talking to Buster about mom getting off on withholding. And Lucille, the mother, hears about this and she goes to hand them something and then she pulls it back and she says, look at me getting off, you know. And that's that was the first thing I thought of when I saw <laughs> that you're not a god who withholds. I thought that that was uh, the opposite of Lucille Blue. Um, Something that's interesting in this song, there... <laughs> There's so many metaphors and similes that, okay, they're not mixed metaphors, but they are in a way. So if you just look at in the bridge toward the end of the song, you're the kingdom that's been growing inside me. It's like a lion's roar that wants to revive me. What is, what do those two lines have anything to do with each other? and then in, in, in the uh in the
1: verses i feel like the like he was just saying like oh he had this this thought for a couple of lines like oh that sounds badass I'm gonna write that down it,
0: it's it's biblical buzzwords man it, exactly all it is is and and this is the thing you can have this really really infectious energy in this mm-hmm. song that and this we've, song we've absolutely already, does that yeah we've already talked about how really well done this song is and from mm-hmm. from a vocal level a musical level a production level all that stuff
1: even lyrically like the all the imagery that it interjects it sounds it, good but when you does. think yeah. about it it yeah. fall, kind of falls apart for me
0: yeah it it just it doesn't i mean a love that glows rattling my bones to I the evidence shows it's it's doesn't mean anything it's it's fun rhyming Right. Yeah. Glows, bones, shows, some of those near rhymes. Those are fun. But it doesn't. It's hollow. It's It yeah. doesn't. He's just putting biblical imagery in that that line mm-hmm. itself is not necessarily biblical imagery. But in the in the in the bridge, especially, I mean, you're the fire. I'm a yeah, he uh, heavenly language. About- yeah. <laughs> I get a taste and I want more. You're the kingdom. The lion's roar. He's basically putting yeah everything into the pot and seeing what kind of what kind of soup he can come up with yeah it's it just rings hollow to me and it there's no like you said it sounds good the lyrics sound good initially but as you start to pan out and you really start to look at them in those small those couplets and even those interior words that he's using from line to line it's just yeah um uh,
1: so uh, I want to back up a hair, and we'll come back to that in my notes. I, I will, we'll definitely get back to that idea. But I wanted to back, 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 back. back. <laughs> I wanted to back, back. Give me fifty feet. Yeah, that back, back. Um, I wanted to back up and go back to the line that you mentioned. Uh, Just believe me. So Brittany has gotten me on TikTok, <laughs> and uh, one one video that I watched today, it was a guy talking to a, an evangelical christian and he was saying what's the point of faith you know why why is faith so necessary and you know what if if all of this stuff is we can't understand it you know and, and then the, the christian was saying oh well that's god works in mysterious ways and the guy was saying the the, the original guy the, the the critique of christianity was saying well then if god works in such mysterious ways then the way he works is kind of useless to us because we can't understand it and we don't know what the purpose is for what he's doing and what we're supposed to do and then the 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 christian was saying well that's the leap of faith and so the the critique the criticizer of christianity would say again that's my point what is the point of faith Be, because it seems like it doesn't matter what we do if god's going to work in those mysterious ways and so the guy would say yeah god works mysterious ways we can't understand those, and then the the Christian was saying, "That's the leap of faith," and they literally went like three or four rounds of that mm, yeah <laughs> and and I just it's like, yeah exactly you don't you don't have an answer, you're regurgitating things that you were taught without having to think about the repercussions of what you're saying you You really have no idea." <laughs> What's going on? I
0: mean, that's an interesting component of faith, right? And we've talked about our definitions of faith on the podcast. And the Christian's response there is that's, that's what faith is. And that's the response. You don't have to keep running in circles with it because that's what's going to always end up happening when you mm. have these discussions with uh, practicing Christians is, well, it's, it, you have to have faith. And I get that. But faith is inherently, you know, in- inextricably tied to doubt. That, mm-hmm. is, that is the whole point. It's, it's belief and doubt butting heads. And you're constantly on this spectrum of belief and unbelief, belief and unbelief. And those are healthy things to experience. But from the, the skeptic who was doing this interview – It's like, look, man, I I see the Christian side of this because I'm seeing it as your insistence that this is faith. This is faith based. There's no argument against that. There's no argument for it either. Right. Yeah. But there's no argument against it. And you just kind of have to let sleeping dogs lie in that respect. There's a metaphor for you. And I just, yeah, it's the just believe me thing. It's not placed well right there I don't I don't understand why he put that there whether or not it would fit anywhere else in the song I
1: I don't know yeah but you're absolutely right because the line right before it says because you're not a God who withholds I hear you say just believe me so that is just believe me implies a withholding of some kind yeah oh you, and, you, and
0: it's it's God's timing right it's, it's you
1: oh you don't understand what's going on well just believe me. That's God withholding. And you just <laughs> yeah. said he doesn't withhold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And like I said, mixed metaphor is not the exactly what's happening here, but, I, but it metaphor. is at the same time. It's, it's just these contradicting metaphors and similes that are happening in the song that just, they don't, a lot of times they don't work together. Like the first line of the song, I don't need the smoker mirrors because I know there's a God who's real. Okay, that's, that's fine. I don't need the lights to fool me because I have seen the God who heals. Well, you haven't seen God. But that, that metaphor, those that couplet doesn't really make sense. And the second verse, I need something stronger than lightning flowing yeah. inside of these veins. What does that mean? Yeah. You, you don't have lightning in your veins anyway. So what's stronger he than lightning? Something,
1: he needs something stronger than uh, moonshine, you know, that white lightning. to to make him yeah i i had a problem with that line too that's in my notes but yeah if you need something stronger than lightning he so uh i'm gonna jump ahead in my in my notes a little bit um i need a heart heart on fire i need something stronger than lightning it's just like if god is the thing that has changed your life, that the god God is the thing that has given you purpose in life. Why do you need all these extra things to make you feel something or do something? You know, if yeah. God is enough, then why do you need something stronger than lightning? Why do you need a heart on fire? Obviously you're still longing for something to make you feel like you have a purpose. Right. That that's my problem. Because, you know, I've been to church camp half a dozen or more times and yeah, every literally every time there was a discussion about oh we're all on fire for god right now how do we carry this back with us to our everyday lives
0: yeah you need to stay on the mountaintop.
1: yeah but it's just not realistic like it doesn't <laughs> if god was what we thought he was then that wouldn't be an issue right right i mean am i am i wrong in that assumption it just seems like God would be our energy, and if God is endless, then our energy would be endless, and that's just not the human experience. And that's not what the Bible talks about either. Right, and I think I think
0: that a lot of people would probably cite Scripture to show you that you maybe you're not—they're going to make you into a theological footnote. They're going to turn you into— well, you must have just never been saved in the first place, right? If, if you can't, if you're not on fire and you don't have this, I'm going to say it, blind faith and, and you're never, you think that faith means that you have no doubt and you, you've already missed the point of what faith is. And that is where you've gone wrong. It's not, it's not that you didn't believe. Those people who say that I must have never been a Christian because I fell away from the faith and I deconstructed and I don't go to church anymore. And to be honest with you, I have no idea what I believe, right? It changes day to day. Mm-hmm. But I don't appreciate people who just kind of boil it down to, well, you must just not have been saved in the first place. That's that's not fair. That's, uh, that's, that's not fair to you. That's not fair to me.
1: I actually, I would agree with them to contradict you a little bit. I would agree with them because I was not saved in the way that they define saved. I dug deeper and looked for truth. And like I've said before in this podcast, if it's true, it's God's truth. So right, what I thought was true before is no longer true because I lived life and life proved to me that what I used to believe is not true. And so what I believe to be true, I, you know, I could be wrong and I probably am, but I know what I used to believe to be true is not true.
0: Yeah, I, li- I like the, I like the differing opinion there. And and again, I don't, I don't have that answer. Look, it's like we're on TikTok and, and we can just talk in circles here.
1: <laughs> well, and, and that's something that, that Richard Rohr says all the time. I think you mentioned it, you may have mentioned it on the last episode, but. Right. Yeah. Mystery is not that
0: which is unknowable. It is that which is infinitely knowable.
1: Yes. And so many Christians are so certain about what they believe Mm -hmm. to be true about God, but they will also in the same sentence say that God is unknowable. And again, Richard Rohr says that the opposite of faith isn't doubt the opposite of faith is certainty so putting those two ideas together it's no we should always be questioning always be searching for truth because what we think is true now at an at a, at a later age in our lives we will we will certainly discover that there is a deeper truth or a different
0: truth hmm. so let me ask you a question and this this is going to get us off onto a discussion okay Unless you have some other uh, things to say
1: uh, about um, the song. I think, I think we hit all my notes because you mentioned the Rattling Bones and it's just all biblical jargon to fluff up and make the song sound more epic than it actually is. Right. Again, I, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad song. I mean, pop songs do the same stuff all the time. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds great, but it means nothing. I can't shit on it too much because I could you know, do the same thing to thousands of songs. But this is the point of the podcast is to deconstruct it. So, Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think I have too much more to say about this song. So, yeah. Go. What do you got?
0: So we're in the spooky season. I found
1: this song
0: by searching ghost Christian song. You know, like that's it was (laughs) something like that. Wow. And that's actually
1: really cool because this this song
0: song came up and and I When I listened to it, like we've said already a a couple of different times, I was like, oh, this song is actually really catchy. I like it. It's it's fun. It's, it uses the word ghost. It's a good pump-up
1: song for, <laughs> yeah. for Christians. Yeah.
0: Uh, again, Christians who don't want to listen to secular music and they want to kind of stay inside that, that bubble of, of just Christian music. Hey, this is that itch right there. This is your Imagine Dragons song. And,
1: there, and there's other bands that do this. Imagine Dragons is the one that came up whenever I was listening to the song. I know that there's better examples, but yeah. I didn't know I didn't know what song CJ was picking so that was the one that came up.
0: So the my question to you is is I don't even really know what my question is but is there a difference
1: Between the terms Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit, like in your mind, Um, right? I'm sure there's an etymology that unites those two things, but no, I don't think that there's much of a difference between those two things. So <laughs> Jackie
0: chimed in, she's in the background wow. here, and said that it was Holy Ghost, and they it was too scary for kids, so they changed it to Holy Spirit. I love that so much. It's and there's, probably true. And there's it sounds actually, true, but... There's actually some truth to that, okay? So like Luke said, they're etymologically tied. There is no etymological distinction between the, the two terms in, in biblical language, ghost or spirit, okay? So, the the same term is used in Greek, it's pneuma, and in Hebrew... Which
1: means breath or spirit. Breath right? or
0: spirit. Which is one of and my then, favorite facts. Yeah. <laughs> and in Hebrew, it's ruach, same thing, breath or spirit. So, the first ever English translation or mass-produced English translation of the Bible was the King James Version, right? In the 17th century, during uh, after the printing press was invented... And Latin has died out. Of course, Koine Greek has died out. Biblical, you know, ancient Hebrew has uh, died out. And so they're having to do all of these translations. You've obviously have uh, several scholars and scribes working on these interpretations in these translations. In the King James Version, you have the majority of times that you have Numa or Ruach. Those are translated as holy ghost the holy ghost there it is the holy spirit is used in some instances and there's a lot of boring background with that but basically the most agreed upon reason for the use of ghost is that the sense of ghost and spirit in the 17th century in 17th century english were the same and nowadays that's not really the case i mean it still kind of is you you have people that are into ghosts and ghost hunting and or they believe in ghosts and they might use those terms interchangeably. But there's also this euphonic argument for using "ghost." okay? So if you think about the term, holy ghost, holy ghost, holy spirit, holy spirit doesn't roll off as as easily. So when you're talking about euphonics, you're talking about using words that flow together better instead of things this is this actually kind of goes back to songwriting right chopping up a couple
1: of cups of pecans exactly you choose (laughs) you
0: choose words that are more aesthetically pleasing and so and and sonic not aesthetically pleasing sonically pleasing so this was also another reason why uh, some people believe that ghost was used more predominantly than spirit At that time, "ghost" did not mean what it means today. I mean, you're talking three centuries, or I'm sorry, four centuries removed from the, the translation, the King James Version translation. You also see the different Holy Ghost versus Holy Spirit, depending on denomination. There are denominational differences. Mormons... Uh, the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, those folks use Holy Ghost most of the time. I My dad was a devout Mormon, so I have some background in that. Uh, some of your Pentecostal, non-denominational, charismatic churches use Ghost. And uh, re- really the reason that these churches and denominations use Holy Ghost is just because they are basically King James exclusive. They don't use other translations. And then you get into some of those more uh, mainstream evangelical denominations like Baptists, Methodists, uh, Lutherans, Presbyterians, they're going to use Holy Spirit. Catholics, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, But anyway, the, the whole euphonic argument makes sense to me. And here's why. In British English and Australian English, if there are two words and the first word ends in a vowel sound and the next word begins in a vowel sound, mm-hmm. that first word will have an R at the end of it, right? It has an R yeah. sound. I've studied a
1: couple of different languages and yeah, they, a lot of times the rule is, well, because it sounds better.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. in Spanish, you don't say de el corazón you would say del Del, corazón because it just it all flows together It, it, it it's easier it's more efficient it's quicker and then if you even go back further and you open up your bible to the first chapter of genesis just open that first page you see the second verse where it says the Land or the earth was formless and void, right? It was a desert wasteland, whatever translation. That term in Hebrew is tohu vavohu.
1: I've heard you say that before.
0: But that term is actually improper. It should be tohu uvohu but because of those oo sounds ending and beginning these words side by side the masorets the uh, the hebrews that uh, put the text into uh, bound form they changed that on purpose cuz tohu vavohu only occurs two times in the bible once in genesis once in isaiah and they're both tohu vavohu but from a, you know following the rules of hebrew it should be tohu uvohu so you see that time and time again there's countless examples in all language it's not just mm-hmm. english spanish <laughs> hebrew it's it's all over the place so yeah i just wanted the to bring Three languages yes yeah. that that's it that's all you got <sighs> and also i chose this song because i know that luke is just
1: absolutely chomping at the bit <laughs> to talk about ghosts apparently it's champing at the bit but that who says that Unless they're correcting someone, uh, so I yeah, I'm that a hole who will correct someone even though I don't want to use that 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 phrase. It's like, can we just can we just call it dice whether it's singular or plural? Seriously. Oh, I've got one dice here. Oh, technically it's die. <laughs> Go. <sighs> Go. <sighs> Go staff yourself. Um, Seriously, like, can we just all call it dice? Can we just change it like deer or fish? Ugh. So that's one rant that I want to go on tonight. Is just, let's just, can we just all call call it all dice? It doesn't matter. We know what you mean. And I used to be a real stickler for grammar. And now I'm just like, I know what you meant. I just want to sound smart. I want to go fuck myself. Um. Okay, so are you okay, CJ?
0: I just like—I thought you were just gonna stop at dice and just like go into your no. Top top I—that's—that's
1: that's been brewing for a while. Um, I can tell, man. Much, are you like okay? Much like the ghost, much like the ghost thing. Okay, so, CJ, how would you? What? What do you think the colloquial societal definition of a ghost is? And this is specifically what I want to talk about. Not like, okay, we can get an etymology again, but like, what, do, what do most people think ghosts are?
0: Um, I would say that probably most people think that ghosts are... A ghost is an apparition, something that is appearing, that is trying to communicate something from beyond the grave. I guess that's kind of hmm. like the most general definition, if you have to put me on the spot about it.
1: Oh, okay. Well, my 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 thought is that it's... Yeah, I guess I guess that that fits in my definition too. But it's just like a um, a visible apparition of a dead person's spirit. Would you also agree with that? As Webster's far as like dictionary a, defines oh ghost as
0: an apparition of a dead person, which is believed to appear or become manifest to the living, typically as a nebulous image. I like that nebulous image.
1: What what is? Can you look, can you click on nebulous for me? <laughs> Because I know what a nebula – well, I kind of know what a nebula is out in space, but –
0: Webster's Dictionary defines nebulous <laughs> as in the form of a cloud or haze. Hazy.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Unclear, vague, or ill-defined.
1: Okay. So, would based on those definitions and based on your own experience with talking to people who do believe in ghosts, because I'm kn- we, we're both from Louisiana. I know we both know people who believe in ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're looking at you... one right now. Oh, you do believe in ghosts, or are you just playing it for the? I mean, why not, man? <laughs> okay, okay. So, do ghosts have mass?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, to exist, really, they would have they would have to. Does light either have that mass? Or the, either that or they have negative in like negative mass. Hmm. You know, matter versus dark matter. I don't know.
1: So the reason why I ask is because I don't see how they would have mass. <laughs> <laughs> jackie. oh god uh
0: jackie she fat, just might have to become check. our third host it's, it's jack jack check um
1: <laughs> so light the reason does not why okay. have mass. <laughs> yes exactly so yeah if you can see it doesn't mean that it has mass if light doesn't have mass then you can see ghosts which are typically depicted as light in some form how how are they still bound to the earth because the earth is not stationary. It is flying through space at great speeds <laughs> around the sun <laughs> and in a solar system that is spinning around a galaxy. And that galaxy is also being flung through space. So it seems like if you're seeing a ghost, it's having to consciously fly through space to look like it's staying still. Well,
0: here's here's how they stay stationary. First of all, you have to turn the radio on. And the song has to be The Righteous Brothers' Unchained I'm Melody. You have to have so a potter's me, will wheel. come at you. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Swayze has to be there. God rest his soul. He has to embrace you.
1: I thought we were really going to discuss this, CJ. <laughs> we and are. And you're making jokes.
0: I'm, I'm totally serious about this.
1: You're just totally because, serious about Patrick Swayze. Just because you're a potter
0: and you get so mad when someone hums two notes of unchained melody that's not my fault
1: i literally cannot mention the fact that i do pottery without someone <laughs> mentioning that <laughs> damn movie <laughs> i cannot do it i'm sorry go ahead with your
0: with your uh opposition. no seriously
1: like you know people claim to see ghosts but that ghost would have to unless they're bound by gravity would have to be consciously moving through space at immense speeds to stay to look like they're staying in the same spot
0: yeah i like i like that scientific aspect of it though seriously uh and i've always wondered i haven't wondered it to that extent
1: but i've always wondered if they're think about it like several times a week
0: (laughs) if they're (sighs) if they're not corporeal beings and they can uh go through walls and people try to touch them and they go through them how are they walking how are they yeah. making contact with the earth? I've why do they have that.
1: clothes? <laughs> That's one of my later notes, but why do they have clothes? If they if they can move through walls and can emerge out of the earth or if they're if they're flying through space to look like they're staying on the same spot on earth, you know, you can argue energy, but still, why do they have clothes? Did the clothes die? Did the clothes have a consciousness that needed to be uh, remembered? on this earth like why do they look like human and because our consciousness doesn't probably doesn't look like a human and why why do they have clothes also why are there no new ghosts (laughs) this is this is one thing this is one thing uh that i that i did not think of on my own but why are they always in victorian garb Drip. Sorry, drip.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> we got the thumbs
1: up. Yeah, it's just you yeah. don't hear about ghosts from 2016. Well,
0: well, and and one of the arguments that you hear for in defense of ghosts being real is that they're someone that has unfinished business, or their killer has never been caught, or they're angry and they're they're a you know a malicious ghost or something like that. But I guess my question, my follow-up question to that would be, what, why aren't there ghosts everywhere? There's that was the next point in my notes. Who, who has been a human doesn't have unfinished business on this earthly realm when they die? Like, okay. we so all should be ghosts.
1: I did some math. And let's just round it off to 7 billion people on the earth currently. 0.01% is 700,000 now, extrapolate that for the last, heck, let's just say 10,000 years. Why are there not ghosts everywhere? Yeah. Why have we not all seen a ghost if ghosts exist? And that leads me to my next point. If ghosts do exist, what determines who becomes a ghost? Why, are we, why is every person that dies not a ghost?
0: Right. That's what I was saying. It's like, oh, you have unfinished business. We You're all supposed have. to argue we...
1: against me, CJ. Well, but I can't. <laughs>
0: Because
1: <laughs> Wait, right thank you okay I can't. problem solved <laughs>
0: Okay, so Jackie poses the question: Maybe they are all around us, and we just can't see them. But what about all the ghost hunters with this sophisticated equipment—the EMFs and the AGRs and whatever else they're using? Uh, why, why aren't they detecting? You know, like a go. Okay, so a ghost. These ghost hunters go into a mental, uh, a, a defunct mental institution. Why aren't they? Why are they just looking for one ghost? Like there, I'm sure there was a lot of fucked up stuff that happened in that mental yeah. institute. And they're only looking and can find, you know, quote unquote, one ghost. I don't know. It, it just, yeah, I, the thing with ghosts for me is similar to, um, well, I'm just going to say it. It's kind of like. Believing in a higher power—it's a comfort thing, right? To for 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 a lot of people, ghosts some, are not comforting. Some, people. well, no, I, yeah, I think they absolutely are because I think if you believe in ghosts, oh, then you believe man. that there is something after, after death. death. And and even I mean, I know people who have told me stories. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe them about. Uh, Being contacted from the other side and it was from, you know, a a relative, their mom or their grandpa or a a, a sibling or something. And they basically were giving them a message like, I'm okay, I'm happy now. I'm at peace.
1: Yeah. And it, and it sounds like when people say, oh, God spoke to me. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at. It's confirmation bias. Yeah. If you believe in ghosts, something unexplainable happens. Well, it must be ghosts. If you don't believe in ghosts, something unexplainable happens. You kind of figure out, you attribute it to something that just could happen that you don't understand. And, you know, there must be a scientific explanation for it. Even if you don't look into it, you understand that there's something that happened. The pipes in the walls or, you know, the floor creaking right. or drafts in your house was what caused the door to close. It, it, it's, it's confirmation bias. So if ghosts exist, we are ghosts. Meaning if ghosts exist, our, it does seem to me that our consciousness is what we would define as a ghost that we are ghosts piloting a a meat puppet throughout space. And then when our body dies, our consciousness is manifest in some sort of spiritual conduit or spiritual visualization however you want to describe it. Like if 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 ghosts exist, then we're all ghosts just we're puppeting ourselves.
0: Meat puppet was my nickname in high school.
1: Yeah. Um oh, yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. Um uh, but yeah, I've heard, I-
1: I've heard the stories. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, before we were wrapped... We're all haunting ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually... Oh, shit. I just had that thought. <laughs> we're haunting ourselves. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That's... who? okay. I'm going to need a second there. <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that would be a great movie. Yeah. How would you make that movie, though? That would be crazy.
1: Okay, so I know Christians who believe in ghosts... And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's purgatory, like, man. Well, if purgatory is Earth, then we're all in pur- purgatory all the all the time, haunting ourselves. Yes, exactly. We're in purgatory now. If if Earth is purgatory, you die and you're on Earth. Like, well, then we're we're in it now. Most Christians believe that when you die, you go to heaven or hell. Like, what are you talking about believing in ghosts? What are you doing? I don't understand. I don't know why I'm so mad about it. <laughs> I did. I, I I have had that
0: thought that. It does seem like the more religious people in the world believe in ghosts. And not just religious, but spiritual. I mean, I know that in a, a lot of Asian cultures, there's a strong belief in spirits and ghosts. I'm fine and, with
1: that. I'm talking specifically about Christians.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting. I, there there's There is some historical reason for that. For, for belief in ghosts, I feel like there was a pope or there was something that happened, you know, centuries ago about belief in ghosts and I feel like it just kinda had some staying power just because of the literature that, that was on it at the time. We've we got some more time
1: in October. We can look into that a little further because I didn't I didn't I didn't realize that was a thing.
0: Yeah, it's something and, and again I don't I don't have it in front of me. I I would have to search for it. But yeah, we'll look at, we'll look into that for sure. I'm gonna make a note on that. But uh, yeah, uh, you, do you feel better now, Luke?
1: Yes, I do feel like a weight was lifted. It, like I said, it's it's been brewing for a while. I I needed your, to get these thoughts out, and your now ghost I was
0: uh, finally set free.
1: Yes, I don't no longer have unfinished business. <laughs>
0: So we, we kind of got on the ghost tangent, but I did want to read some of the comments from YouTube as well as Amazon on the Brandon Lake song that we talked about, I Need a Ghost. And I really only have a couple of, uh, like three or four comments. So, and then I'm going to quiz you. The final comment is going to be a quiz for you. Okay, Luke. So this first comment is actually a review from Amazon.com uh, for the song, I Need a Ghost. Uh, There, there is a five-star review that just says "love this song," but there. there, (laughs) Thanks for that input. Yeah, really helpful, very specific. But there's a one-star comment or one-star review titled "Buyer's Remorse," (laughs) 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 and it's by reviewer EK, just two two letters there. EK, yeah, brought brought this song by mistake. The singer is not really a Christian or takes God seriously. The singer actually promotes paganism. So if I had known this prior, I would not have bought this song, brought this song. <laughs> I just hope God forgives me because not everyone who sings about the Holy Ghost is real. I looked at their profile and they, what? they give everything else five stars and it's not, they don't even review music. So they were very upset about this. <laughs> And I I tried to look up like Brandon Lake paganism, Bethel music paganism, and I couldn't find anything. Brandon Lake,
1: not a Christian. Right. (laughs) I couldn't find anything
0: (laughs) at all. So I have no idea what this person is talking about. Maybe it was something in the song that set them off. But I thought that that comment was pretty funny. All right. Here are a couple YouTube comments. I have three total, but I'm saving one, the best for last. We'll get there. It's kind of a little mini game for you, Luke. (laughs) Uh, Chopper Ward says, no relation, says, in all caps, wow, 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 wow. Man, I love your passion and gutsy vocals. Your masculine approach to music is refreshing.
1: (laughs) What does that mean? oh what is a masculine
0: approach to music i i guess it's high energy i maybe it that he doesn't the see it vocals
1: as, like I, <laughs> maybe
0: he doesn't see it as being kind of a fluffy song it's it kind of rocks out more I, I guess i get it but it's just a really strange adjective to use there
1: yeah that's <laughs>
0: dagman 85 comment of the night right here okay a little bit of background. So the song is called, I Need A Ghost. And then he says, I need a Holy Ghost. He's doing that for the euphonics reason, right? For for one thing. But there were a lot of comments that were upset that he used the indefinite article A instead of the definite article v. The And they're basically saying, oh, you should have said, I need the Holy Ghost. And <laughs> this guy, Dagman85 says... For anyone in the comments who is feeling that religious itch to complain that the lyrics are, quote, a Holy Ghost instead of, quote, the Holy Ghost, just tell yourself that he's singing, I need the Holy Ghost, (laughs) and then you can sleep easy at night. (laughs) I need the Holy Ghost. (laughs) That's a different song. All right. And our last comment, I've just sent that via text message to Luke and Jackie. Okay. Uh, Don't say it yet. I'm going to try to read it. (laughs) <laughs> hopefully it only takes one take this was a uh, a comment on the YouTube video by uh, Osolote Morado and they said me encanto ya se ha convertido en mi canción favorito favorita sorry so yeah I'd say that's good on one take Luke <laughs> what does that
1: mean uh I, I love it then the next several words I'm not so sure about uh Conver- con- convert con convertido. I'm not sure about, but it sounds like converted or con. con- yeah, go for it. Jackie. She's already looked it up. Um. Yeah. Maybe I know that mi canción <laughs> favorita is yeah my favorite song for sure. According to the translation
0: on YouTube. The translation would be, I loved, it has already become my favorite song. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess convertido means, but you know, you, you were saying converted, which is kind of what yeah. becoming is, right? It's yeah. becoming my, it became my favorite song. But yeah, I just, I wanted to quiz Luke because I know he does Duolingo, uh, Spanish Duolingo. So I wanted to put him on the spot there. And that's all I have, man. What uh, What about you?
1: Uh yeah ghosts don't exist because unless you believe and because we would know that they existed if they existed. Uh so yeah, you heard it here
0: first folks.
1: Yeah, we disproved it. Uh cool. citation granted.
0: So when you have sleep paralysis later tonight and you it's see all, a dark figure in your, in your room, it's just your brain fucking with you.
1: It's just me standing it's at just- the edge of your bed. <laughs>
0: The the moonlight glinting off of his bald head, <laughs> <laughs> the hair that he lost when he was six years old.
1: Yeah, why is there no ghost for that? <laughs> what the, the, my hair that died? <laughs> um, that's stupid. That's stupid. I'm it's sorry. just it's just a bunch of. I'm not bitter.
0: It's just a bunch of pointy
1: gel, like overly gelled tips. Like yeah. You're only saying that because I showed you my yearbook video, my my yearbook video, my yearbook picture uh, a few nights ago. Hey, man, yearbook videos are the new thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I think we've exhausted our uh, capacity for conversation. Uh, <laughs>
0: we're going to we're going to hit the road. Thank you guys so much for listening, for supporting us by listening. Check out our social medias at Praise and Broship. And um, we're on
1: Instagram, Instagram, Twitter,
0: Facebook, Facebook, uh, TikTok. We do, uh, Jackie does some really amazing reels on TikTok. They're fantastic. And uh, I kind of don't mind hearing my voice when she puts it to a reel because it's so funny. And uh, just the imagery that she uses is great. So check us out on TikTok. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also email us. All those links are in the show notes. So check that out. And until next time. We love y'all, and always remember to
1: love your neighbor. Because they're not a ghost.
0: As yourself.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye.